Okay, hi guys. So today I'm here with Kalani Beauty. Did I say well, that right? My name's Kalani, but the, my business name is Ikhlani Beauty. Perfect. On Instagram, go yeah. check her out. Um, we have literally been planning this episode for, for three months. Three months. <laughs> a quarter of a year to do this episode for you guys. Oh Everything God. that could have gone wrong has gone wrong. But what matters is that we're here right now. We still made it. Self-discipline. Self-discipline. No, we're still here. no excuses. We're still here. Not us. <laughs> oh my so today God. we're going to be talking about black womanhood and the beauty industry. Mm-hmm. And I'm so lucky to have you here. Thank you. I'm lucky about- to be here. This is my first podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. I- I'm so, like, I'm literally so excited. But first, before we get into it, mm-hmm. we need to talk about these, um. No. The Facebook nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> no, bro. What if I tell you my FYP is packed? Bro, my FYP is packed. I am so lucky that I lost my phone because I I haven't been on TikTok because I don't have my phone. Nah, you know what's crazy? I'm I'm blessed to never even be posted in those, but I love I love putting my two cents in and still bro, you know, inserting my cent, uh, inserting myself oh, in the drama. Real. The same boyfriend. We have the same. Yeah. Boyfriend. People might say you're messy, but me personally, I feel like you're doing God's work. Keep you're going. doing us a favor because on the outside looking in, it's it's yeah. damn funny. But the people on the inside, they're suffering. Okay, right. they're going through emotional warfare. So I can change your narrative needs to stop, bro. It needs. You to can't stop. change. So you can't change no grown ass nigga, bro. For real, because no one is going to change unless they want to change, and there's no. Why point are you trying to? Are you are you fix it, Felix? Is this Wreck It Ralph? Like, why are you trying to? Wreck It Ralph. This is not DIY. Are you Bob the Builder? Why are you trying to build this nigga? This is not literally. It's a whole ass grown man. Like, if his mother spent 18 years trying to make him a good person and they couldn't succeed. No, but one- half the time, like, a lot of mothers be like thinking their sons are pure angels. They'd be raised right. a demon. And you know what kills me the most in these group chats? Mm. What absolutely murders me is the girls that are defending their friends in these group chats saying, hey. he's a nice guy. Nah, he didn't do this. Relax, relax, relax. You're his friend for a reason. Bro, You're I'm not gonna lie to you. I feel like if a nigga has a female best friend, I know this is the most tired ass narrative. He's Red in love flag. with the best friend. He's in love with the best friend, babe. I'm sorry. Red flag. And if the Red best friend is defending him, then 100% he's cheating on him. But you know what's crazy? A lot of people say like when people are in toxic relationships, the hardest thing is to get out. And when they're in it, they don't. They feel like because they're being gaslighted, they don't realize how fucked up it is. But once no, they leave, real. once they leave, they're like, what the hell? How did I deal with that? constantly like block unblock i love you i hate you block unblock and i oh never God. emotional warfare ew for real and when you're looking on the outside you never think oh yeah that's gonna be me i'm gonna be in that situation like do you know what i mean yeah bro you that's never- you know that's my biggest fear like the, my biggest fear is being in a domestic violence relationship or a domestic bro, violence I'm, marriage that's my because biggest fear. i don't because- take disrespect but Bro, there's always hey, gonna be someone was, bigger and better than you that could fuck you for up. For real, exactly, and that's like I always thought I'm never gonna take disrespect from a man. Like what mm. the fuck? But then some, like somehow that one person comes around that can God do will that. humble you. For real, <laughs> and it's my biggest fear, especially going back to Zim and like mm. seeing how people's marriages work and yeah. how toxic and abusive relationships are back home. Bro, that's Magic. like so. Yeah. I'm I'm Ethiopian, right? So I'm yeah. Like, no way! I passed through Ethiopia. Beautiful country. So like, yeah, Beautiful bro. Men. When I tell you, the media doesn't do it justice. Bro, for real. Even oh. though, like, we have like crazy, crazy, like ethnic, like uh, we have a lot of civil war, but still, the country is very beautiful. It's like, so beautiful. But yeah, so growing up, like, even I didn't grow up back home, but like when I went home, like back home, yeah, I would see like a lot of toxic relationships as well. And I was talking to my mom about this, and she was telling me about how. 
growing up on her street as well, there were a lot of women that were in domestic violence relationships and were getting bashed up. A lot of women were getting raped as well. Trigger warning, anyone. Yeah, trigger warning, guys. Anyone who's sensitive to rape or sexual assault. But yeah, it's it's very normalized there. It's, it's yeah, very no. normalized and people just keep quiet about it. No, for real. It's very much like that's just the husband can do that. Like he's yeah. allowed to be like very yeah. much his property. And I think like, I don't know if you guys have it like Dowry or like Labola, but that plays yeah, into it. Yeah, we do. It's like for the girl. Yeah, yeah. We in, so I'm Muslim. Yeah. And in our religion, it's called Meher. So it's basically mm-hmm. where a man gifts the woman with either money, gold, something valuable yeah. when they get married. So, yeah, you guys are, you guys call it dowry, right? Uh, we call it labola. Oh, but right. then I think some countries call it dowry. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think that gives into it because it's like, okay, I've just given her family or given the woman all of this beautiful stuff that I've, you know, spent so much of my time saving mm. up for. Now I can treat them however I want. Yeah, I see what you mean. So, I feel like with us, the way 100% what you're saying is true because a lot of a lot of men, once they pay that money, they go on a crazy power trip. They no, go on a crazy it. power trip well, where they're obsessed with control. But, like, with us, the way the way it is meant to go and the way a man is supposed to approach it is... I'm paying this to you as a gift, and in exchange, mm-hmm. I'm meant to protect you. He's not meant mm-hmm. to abuse his power. He's be- he's meant to be more of a protector. You know what I mean? Not an oppressor or like somebody who controls the woman. Mm-hmm. But obviously, a lot of niggas nowadays they take that as what I'm gonna do whatever I want. This is my asshole. And what gets me? What gets me is that if we're gonna play into these toxic gender roles, you know, mm-hmm. I'm gonna cook for you. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little wifey. Yeah. Why don't you have a full time job? Why aren't you paying for everything? Thank Why you. am I worrying about Thank school you. fees? Why then, the do you even know how to change a light bulb? For real, like, do your job. If we're going to play into these African toxicity, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's why this group chat gets me, because most of it is black men. Exactly. It's like, if you want to play into all this toxic shit that we grew up on. Why don't you play your role? Why am I not seeing a meal every year? Why am I not a rich housewife? Do it properly. Like, pay for every dinner. Pay for everything. Treat me well. Thank you. But I feel like a lot of men, that also plays into, a lot of men feel, they all have, like, egos. Men's egos are, like, like, a different level. Yeah, and they have a lot of pride and they feel like in order for them to feel like a, a man a woman needs to play her role which is exactly. the traditional role of you know playing housewife you know what no, i mean like cooking clean domesticated roles basically exactly so if a woman goes out of her way to like get an education get money that threat that what threatens, threatens ego. you know what i mean and it makes them feel emasculated exactly and so they That's- result to saying oh this woman she's a man and you know when his mother his Bro, mother gets into the equation. The mother and the sister, once the mother and the sister get into the equation, it's a different story. Bro, she doesn't cook for my son. There. My son has lost so much weight. Bro, D-H. <laughs> I had a whole ass man tell me he wouldn't cuff me because I didn't cook and clean enough. I said, what do you mean? Have you been inside my house? Do you Lord, know Do you know what I'm eating every single day? Like, Lord, he wouldn't cuff. <laughs> babe, babe, who said that she wanted to cuff you, first of all? But- <laughs> Like, no, it's no, you know, like, it's crazy how people are good. Niggas will dead ass try to reject a female that does not even want them. No, that's so real. And that's what? what I'm seeing in these group chats. They're being like, I'm not in the man one, the male one. Yeah. But the way I've heard about how toxic that is, like, it's getting, like, criminal. Yeah, yeah and it's it like, is. you know, girls will see theirs and, like, kiki, like, oh, that's my man, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then guys will see it and they will literally lose, like, everything. They go crazy. They will. And then it's, it's not cool. even because, you know what's crazy? It's not even because, even okay, if he truly loves that girl and he truly, truly respects that girl, he's obviously going to feel disrespected and hurt. 
But in a yeah. way, it's also like, I don't want to look stupid or dumb in front of these niggas. Exactly. It's a group chat full of men. You know what I mean? And now exactly. I look like the one that is being played. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, I feel like the vibes in the female ones are very much like, oh, sis, I'm so sorry. Like, let's kiki about this. Let's laugh. Oh, and then the my male God. I just like, this hoe is so run out. She's for the streets. She's for oh. all of you. Like, Mm-mm. I'm tired. You are dragging it right now. Like, you you've dragged like- it so hard that it's not even funny. But you know, this is the thing with Melbourne in particular. There's always this one dumb trend that everyone hops on and it goes like, it goes for like a week and then it dies That's down. And then next month it's some dumbass trend. Bro, we take it too far. Every single time we take it way too far. But we're the best city. Maybe I'm biased. No, we maybe are the I'm best biased. city. Like every other city is DH. I know we're crazy, but it's for a reason. It is for a reason. I'm not going to lie to you, yeah? Yeah. The thing is, I see a lot of people moving to Melbourne. But obviously, I understand because career-wise, if you're a creative, if you want to mm-hmm. start a podcast, if you want to be a makeup artist, if you want to be in the fashion industry, Melbourne is the place to be, babe. I'm not going to lie. Fashion shows, networking, it's alive here. Nightlife is alive here. Well, yeah. it. We are. But the thing is, yeah, I've seen so many people. The people who move here, they mm. love it and obviously it boosts their career status and everything. But yeah. what about us who were born here? Like, where do I move to? <laughs> no. Where do Literally. I move to? <laughs> Bro, you've taken my housing. You've taken my housing. No, no, that's not even what I mean. What I mean is, yeah, I just want to feel that sense of, like, excitement when you move to, like, a big new city. But Melbourne is the peak of Australia, in my opinion, career-wise, everywhere. But I can't move to any other part of Australia because it doesn't measure up. (laughs) At this point, we have to move to New York. Like, I've been thinking that. NYC is such vibes. And I feel like I'll adapt better to NYC because I grew up in Melbourne, the city of Mm -hmm. Melbourne, right? Like, yeah. I grew up around the inner city area. Yeah. But the thing is, I don't know. Dubai is just different vibes. I don't... Do you watch Dubai Bling? Like, do you watch Dubai Reality? No, I don't. Bro, like, Dubai Bling? I want to really? move to Dubai, and I want to be an Emirati. Like, I want to be an Emirati. I'm scared like. of Dubai, bro. Ever since that TikTok trend with the... Oh, my God. The, the portable <laughs> toilets. No. Yes. I yes. Wait, are we I'm talking scared. about the same thing? Yes. <laughs> the portable I toilets. Think I think I know bro. what you're talking about. I like the one have where you watched, I'm not, no. Have you watched girls' testimonials on that? No. Like, we're talking about how like the like a lot of like upper echelon people of Dubai. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the people who have like generational wealth. Yeah. I don't even want to say nothing because I'm not about to get sued for character defamation. <laughs> <laughs> it's no. crazy. No. It's actually crazy. <laughs> it is. It's a beautiful country, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it's, I would step foot in there and literally. Have you been there? Yeah, I've been there Bro, a few times. Too. I've been there as well. It's so gorgeous. The only thing is, when so when summertime hits, I'm out. I can I can handle Australian summer. I'm not Bro. handling that Middle Eastern desert summer. That dry summer, babe. Tell me why. Tell me why. Mm. I went back home to Zim in the mm. summer, mm-hmm. and I got sunburned. Right. My skin was peeling. My I feel like I already see where this is going, but just keep going. Bro, my skincare was not working. Nothing was working. I looked like. I looked crazy. Oh, None yeah. of my makeup was like the right shade. Like everything went wrong. And mm-hmm. I'm like, is the sun in Australia like bleaching my skin or something? Because there's no way that if I was born there, that mm-hmm. my skin cannot survive there. Exactly. And I got so confused. I'm like, is it the products I'm using? Like, It's the water, babe. It's the water. You know why? It's because the water. Like, the water in Melbourne... Oh my god! Another Melbourne supremacy, another Melbourne supremacy superiority <laughs> complex <laughs> statement. I feel like um I saw this TikTok. Don't take my word for it because this is not a reliable source. But yeah. I saw this TikTok where Melbourne or Victoria 
has like yes. the most cleanest water in Australia. That is probably and, it. Yeah. So like everywhere else you go, your your skin is gonna slightly change because of like the weather and like the water you use and stuff like dead that. Dead ass. Like but, I took a shower here once, my skin cleared up. Bro, dead ass. But now since we're on the topic of like African, like have have you ever gotten sick in Africa? Bro, I got food poisoning. Bro, the food poisoning there is just different. <laughs> and you know what's crazy? When we're there, like when we're in Ethiopia, we always have to drink water out of the bottle, like the plastic bottle. Yes, I have to buy the water. We can never drink it from the tap because my mom's like, your body's not used to it. You're going to get sick. Literally. But one and day, I one said, one godforsaken day, I asked no. my cousin, I'm like, is this water Highland water? Because we call it Highland water in Ethiopia. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, 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 drink it. He lied. Three days before my flight, I can't even no. move and I'm on a bed. Bro. No. Because even just brushing my teeth with the water from the tap, it hurts exactly. a little bit. It, it hurts. Does. Because tell me why I've opened the tap in Zimbabwe, the water comes out either black or I put oh, Okay, I don't see that. Bro, <laughs> right, it came out black. I'll try and like put a clip on Instagram. The water came out black and then one time oh I opened it and there were worms in the water. And from that day on... I said, I'm not even washing my hands here. I'm going to the well. I'm fetching water to wash my hands, to brush my teeth, to wash my hair. I can't deal with the worms or the black water. Like, I was traumatized. Oh, my God. No, that's trauma. That's trauma, baby. I don't know. How do you live like this, like, in the best way? You know, the the thing is, right, I feel like it's because, you know, like, their resources, like, all of Africa. I feel like even though people say Ethiopia hasn't been colonized, right? We still are riddled with civil war. So, you know, technically, we're still very... We're not as developed as the rest of, like, Nigeria and all that. And I feel like because of, like, exploitation and all that, people are left with, like, barely anything. Scraps, you know? And colonization, it happens at so many different levels. Like, people can say certain countries weren't colonized, but if Mm -hmm. they were exploited for their natural resources, they're still white. Exactly, exactly. Hello, Italian settlement. Thank you. So it doesn't mean that, like, okay, they were a part of the Commonwealth. Like, colonization can be manifested. And, like, I feel like Zimbabwe is still colonized. Like, we've got so many, like, um, so much Chinese influence and Mm -hmm. Indian influence in our country now. And it's not even like they're trying to take over Mm -hmm. the country. But it's like now that we've got that, like, those different nations Mm -hmm. having, like, little bits of control, Mm -hmm. we're not 100% in power. And that's, like another aspect of colonization exactly with us like even though like we had like italian settlement and we fought off the italians and we won that battle so like within ethiopia period (laughs) so within (laughs) ethiopia within ethiopia there are there's a lot of ethnic wars right yeah because people don't realize this but ethiopia has so many ethnicities and so many languages so like it's more of a nationality over an ethnicity and these ethnicities like my ethnicity i'm oromo Mm mm-hmm like a long time ago the Ethiopian government like killed a lot of us like there was a crazy mass genocide and it was basically colonization because we lost control over a lot of parts of Oromo land yeah and we still haven't regained that control and we still don't have any ownership over it so technically colonization does exist but because it wasn't done by a white man and it was not enforced by white people people don't recognize it and they just take it as africans yeah done by a white man the thing is if it was done by a white man there would be apology exactly we're so sorry this happened like blah 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 but the second that it's like done by other people of color or other no one cares bro this is what you deserve you guys are doing civil war you guys are doing this for yourselves like no sympathy whatsoever no sympathy 
it's insane. Accounted, I feel like people, yeah, you're right. I feel like people don't hold each other accountable when they're not attacked by, you know, the European colonizers. I feel like that's what it is. I feel like people will hold each other accountable, but nobody else will address the matter. No, they won't. Nobody else will address the matter. And obviously mainstream media will never look into it. No, literally, because I feel like unless an issue is like somehow adjacent to whiteness or it never was. I feel like a good example of that is what happened in Ukraine. Yeah, no, 100%. Because all the Western countries were so ready to go to war for Ukraine. For real, they were on their hands and the minute, the minute it's Palestine, it's no, quiet. It's so quiet. Crickets. Crickets, because it, it doesn't affect them. <laughs> Literally. And it can be like, we've come so far as a society, but really, have we? Because there I feel are like, no oh my God, that's a good-ass question. Because I feel like that ties into like a lot of philosophy as well. I feel like the Western world... America specifically, I feel like physically they're progressing, but socially and intellectually they, they are degressing. Where they're going backwards. They are going backwards. Because why is it that 50 years ago people were fighting for civil rights for black Americans? And to this day they're fighting against racism. Literally still doing the same shit. And it makes me feel like so, like in the simplest terms, genuinely just sad for my yeah. children, for my grandchildren. Because I'm like, people died to fight for the same shit we're fighting for today. And how many like, people why are we that? having Black Lives Matter protests when people like Malcolm X and Martin Luther King walked this earth and fought for our rights? Isn't it crazy how, like, you, you just have to think, like, how many people need to die? How many people need to, need to get in prison? How many people need to go on marches and protests before you guys just stop? Literally. How many people need to scream and yell until you're going to listen? And that tags into what we're talking about today which is black womanhood and the beauty industry oh um, i have a lot of remarks about this <laughs> bro i get so fired up about this subject because literally what we were talking about how many people need to kick and scream and yell for y'all to listen they won't that's the thing they won't they literally won't they won't they will not so are we um, talking about the beauty industry as a whole and how it affects black women or are we talking about specifically yeah. australia because i can talk about this for days <laughs> days. For days i guess we'll see where the conversation goes mm. i wanted to talk about the western beauty industry lord as a whole to start with versus the african the beauty african industry you know what's crazy industry. let me tell mm -hmm. you something you know what's crazy yeah so when i was yeah. back home I remember having a conversation with my aunt, right? And you know how mm. in the Western world right now, a lot of black or Afrocentric features are like a trend, but they're not really a trend because these are features as in like big chest, big yeah. butt, you know what I mean? Yeah. Those are all a trend. And I feel like people think the Kardashians made it mainstream. Yes, they hold a lot of right. control over the media. But back when I was home, the place where a lot of these features did begin, you know what I mean? The place where these mm -hmm. features like started... Mm -hmm. A lot of people avoid having big asses there. It's crazy. No, literally. It's because whiteness always, like, controls the narrative. Like, exactly. I feel like it's because black bodies so long were, like, hypersexualized because yeah. of those features. Exactly. And then I feel like, at least in Zimbabwe, because of white influence, you know, mm -hmm. women getting raped for their features, Lord. women, horrible things. So many people grew to hate the way their bodies look. Exactly. And now they're in this sort of weird limbo where they're like, I need to be flat chested, I need to be super skinny, I need mm -hmm. to be that, I need to be this to avoid the male gaze or at the least male the gaze. white male 
gaze. Exactly. And I feel like, um, so like the story with my aunt, what I was saying was just, I was mm-hmm. speaking to her and I remember we were having breakfast and we were drinking tea. And now if, if you ever drank East African tea, you would know that it's just milk and sugar. Bro, literally same in Africa. You I don't swear to God, you do not know tea. Hot. It's either with powdered milk or regular Oh my milk God, the powdered milk. They'll die down the needle. Powdered milk. Oh my slaps. God, needle. We call it needle in um Ethiopia. We all we have cremora. It's like a nestle. Nestle. nestle? Yeah, even needles nestle as well. So yeah. like I was, I was drinking the tea, and she goes, "Don't drink the tea because it's gonna make your ass big, and when you get out of uh, school, people are gonna prick you in the ass with a uh, needle." I was uh, like, "What?" With a needle. Like they will prick you in the breast and the ass with a needle because you have no a big way. ass. And I was like, what the hell? Let me bring this back to Australia and start selling this tea. <laughs> Let me capitalize off this. 2.0. I swear to God. Why did she make millions no. of that culture? No, that I remember culture? I saw this post years ago, right? And then it was saying something. Well, what did it say again? It was like how you guys are buying lip gloss from someone who didn't have lips up until like a year ago. Bro, for real. No. Like, that's not even good. Like, it's good marketing because she fucking made money. Yeah. But it's like... If we did it, it wouldn't have. Yeah, Yeah, she is. She's literally a liar. And what she is selling to you is fake. She's selling to you literally plastic that she plumped into her skin. And y'all just want to buy the Vaseline. But you know, I feel like because it all ties into social media and profiting off of people's insecurities. No, that's very true. That's very true. As a makeup artist, right? Secure about their natural bodies, and you make Make money off it. About their natural bodies, that way you make money because they each want to become the other. If you think about it, it's evil as hell, but it's a clever way to make money. You know what I mean? Exactly. Cap- they will capitalize off of you hating yourself. No, that ass. That is the and that's why, you. like, as a makeup artist, right, I don't believe in makeup changing people's features. That's not what it was meant for. Makeup mm-hmm. is art. Makeup is literally Bro. just color. Thank you. That's you know what, what I, mean? I was like. Like, I feel like, I don't know if you have the same thing mm-hmm. when you go back home, but I get so much judgment if I wear makeup back home that is not, like, supernatural or if I ever do anything extra or, like, anything creative. And they're like, why do you hate who you are? Like, why are you trying to change oh who you God. are? Oh, my God. It's always the eldest. Because they, they tie loving makeup or using makeup to automatically hating yourself. Bro, or they tie it to sex work. I don't know where oh the conjunction Oh, my God. Is. Lord have mercy. Bro. <laughs> no, that's I not what this what is. is. I just like the eyeliner and I wanted to put it on. That's not what this Bro, is. Red lipstick in Zimbabwe. If you wear red lipstick. You're a prostitute. In the village. <laughs> you're a prostitute. Bro, you're a prostitute. <laughs> There's nothing that's going to change their minds. Lord. Absolutely nothing. Like, I don't know if it's the TV they're watching. I don't know what's going on. But I feel it's like, like it's just the area they're in as well. Because I feel like if I when yeah. I go back home, a lot of my ideas clash with the people there because they feel like I'm just so westernized. But no, for real. but with them I feel like they're just so closed off. You know what I mean? No, I feel like they're not mindful. Like they're not they're not very like open minded at all. No, but that's I, the same with me. Mm, and I, I feel like in Africa at least, the beauty standard, like I feel like in the Western world, the beauty standard is sort of this like far off thing that like you can sort of stick to or not stick to, but there's exactly. still space. Like, isn't it crazy space. how, um, isn't it crazy how, like, um, beauty standards that ash changed based on who's popular? No, literally. Literally. Like, do you remember the heroin chic era? I was like a baby when that, when that happened. Mm-hmm. Me too, me too. I'm so happy that I was not a teenager during the heroin chic era. Bro, that would have been so horrible. Like, so scary to grow up in. 
I swear to God, like during that whole era of like, like Christina Aguilera and like all them, and and then when Nicki yeah. Minaj started getting extremely popular and the Kardashians started like having a rise, that's when like yeah. things changed. And now, if you look at like a lot of the influences, like Jada Wada, Ari Fletcher, Jada, <laughs> I'm going to be Jada. <laughs> it's crazy how people have so much control how other over how other people view themselves, even though they don't directly tell you, I control how you feel about yourself. And I wonder if they know, like, obviously the That's Kardashians are famous, but I wonder if they've actually deeped that, like, you know, if I came out with my most natural self mm-hmm. and if I was super genuine, I would change the world. That's crazy. And I would change girls perceptions of themselves i feel like now now it ties back into like black women how they feel about being their natural selves being their authentic selves and how society treats them because if a white woman i feel like if a caucasian woman leaves her house in her natural hair just wakes up splashes water on her face she's still accepted (laughs) but god forbid a black woman gets out of her bed puts some conditioner or some leave-in cream inside Bruh. her 40 hair or type 4 hair and she leaves Bruh. her house Bruh. and the crazy thing is it wouldn't even be yes a lot of white people will try to touch your hair or look at you a certain way but i've seen that a lot of black women or a lot of like elder black women like aunties they will comment on mm-hmm. it and be like you look unkept what's going on i've For even real. seen people ask a lot of people are you depressed thinking no, that they are mentally unstable do you guys know like people listening can you actually deep how much care and mental effort it takes to have black hair? How much time you spend on your hair? How much money you spend? Oh my and God. tell me why there is this trend of white women with not even curly hair, wavy hair, being like, wore my curls out today, faced my biggest fear, like society. I literally saw that on my FYP 25 minutes ago. How did you know? Bro, why? Why are they like? Why do they have to steal everything? Why are they clinging on to everything? Like my four C hair. Has I feel like it a- ties back into the whole thing of people. I hate to say it, but a lot of people like feeling oppressed. And I'm not cool. saying this towards Black people in general because we have faced a lot of oppression and there's been a lot of barriers that we've have to, had to surpass. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about a lot of people that are non-Black, aka a mm-hmm. white person, playing mm-hmm. into this whole narrative of. I've been oppressed. Yes, you faced discrimination maybe in the past, but you have yes. not been oppressed. 100,000%. And it's like, girl, please, you can look up a YouTube tutorial on how to train your waves, put a little bit of mousse in there. You're fine. You're you're ready you're, to go. You're good. Mm-hmm. You're good. I have to put on my Shea Moisture online. I have to go to Noble Park to the African oh my, shop to oh get my, my edge control. Oh, my Lord. Since we're on the topic. The since, we're on the, <laughs> since we're on the topic. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Since we're on the topic. My oh. Pardon? Mayo. Oh. Uh. What is that? Do the I not hair, know what that is? The hair care brand. Mayo. I only know dark and lovely. Okay, so Mayo is basically a black-owned hair business, and it's it's owned, it's owned by a black a black woman, obviously. And then mm-hmm. it became mainstream in the black community, right? Mm-hmm. So once it became main, mainstream, a lot of black women were using it. I mean, we live in Australia. I never personally used any of my old products, babe. I just go to Footscray yeah. and, and try true. to pick out something that is not already finished. <laughs> yes. So basically what happened was is Miles, like obviously this big brand, especially in like the African-American community, they yeah. use it a lot. Yeah. What happened was is a white influencer went and Don't found the Miles rosemary hair oil, right? And she promoted it 
to her white audience. Now, if you have ever walked through the aisles of a grocery store, I live in Australia. We don't even go to the go to Woolworths or Coles to buy hair products. Any Bro. any black woman with any sense of knowledge would know to go to Footscray or to order her stuff online. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So because everybody don't tell me now that products were sold out. Yes, and let me let me continue because it gets worse. Gentrification free every black business from the shackles of gentrification. Right, for real. It gets worse. So basically, now that she promoted it to her white audience. A lot of white women's hair texture, they can't use thick hair oils. And specifically on the hair oil, it says four type hair. Four, Bro, four type hair, right? You can see it. You can see it when exactly. a white person puts the wrong product in and their curls are literally no, dripping in oil. No. So basically what now with a lot of people with low porosity thick hair, especially in the four type area, they mm-hmm. need those thick oils so their hair can stay moisturized throughout the week. Mm-hmm. whether it's outside, whether it's in a protective style, mm-hmm. people with thinner hair types, with looser, looser, looser hair types, like 1A up to 2 type hair types, mm-hmm. you don't need thick oil for that for your hair. Yeah. So you what they were doing is they were putting the oil in their hair and because it became greasy, they had to wash the oil out. So the oil was being wasted. And black women couldn't as- access the hair oil because my oil was completely sold out. Even though there were like four aisles of Pantene, of like Aussie Moist, whatever, Tresemme, everything they use. But they went to that little one-mile spot and sold it out. That is insane. And it gets even worse because Mayo changed the – Mayo now has now now changed the formula of their products to suit looser hair types. Lord. No way. No way. Because I I know there was a white woman that wrote an angry email being like, this does not suit my hair type. This is false advertising. I'm going to sue – who the are you going to sue? This is not false advertising. It says for type for type for hair right for there. For real. But that's what I'm saying. What like, I don't understand. I guess that links to what we we're saying about shifting standards and cultural appropriation. Like, exactly. Gentrification in that space is an example of cultural appropriation. Because exactly. why are you taking our products and trying to make them suit your hair? Thank when you. your products have never been made to suit our hair. Exactly. We made our own and now it's still being taken from us. It's basically mm-hmm. colonization in a different way. Literally colonizing the beauty industry. Who exactly. Because at the that? end of the day, you're still occupying a space that doesn't belong to you. For real. And it's like, let it go. Like, let it's it a black go. woman who created that brand, correct? Let it go. I yes. Bet she was in the trenches fighting whoever, like, our shareholders or whatever in exactly. that brand, trying to persuade them against it. And it's like mm-hmm. her own work, her own, like, I guess, motivation to make that would have been not finding products suited for her. Exactly. And now all of her hard work is gone. She's back to perpetuating the same shit she was fighting. Yeah. And now her, like, her, like, her original demographic and her, her original audience has lost trust for her. And it's probably not even her, which sucks. It's not even her. Because people don't understand that once a, mer- like, a business becomes mainstream, it's not only the head anymore. It's not only like mainstream. a sole trader. Yes, there True. is a CEO and there's there's the head of the business, but there are True. a lot of hands that play into it. There's a lot of money that plays into it from different shareholders. You know what I mean? That's why I know this is controversial, but mm-hmm. that's why I feel like only black people should be supporting black owned businesses. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to see white women wearing bonnets anymore. I don't want to see y'all in African attire. I don't oh want to see y'all buying God. from my cousins waste bead store because gentrification will happen it will. you guys will buy all of our fucking products and we will not be able to use them anymore oh and God. the fact of the matter is white people are more wealthy than people of color and yes. wealthy than black people let me let me tell you i feel like it 
I feel like it definitely depends on the circumstance because there are a lot of wealthy black people. But yeah. you have to understand that we were robbed. We were all True. robbed, babe. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. Right. One way or another, you were robbed. And I'm not talking wealth? generational no. wealth is true. And the thing is, because this is outside of like enslavement, obviously enslavement happened in America and that obviously perpetuates white privilege. And a lot of people are forced to grind. A lot of black people are forced yeah. to grind and they're obviously underprivileged. But mm-hmm. even with us coming to this country as immigrants, we have to face so many barriers that Both a lot of white, a lot of white kids will never have to face. It's literally lifting up your roots and starting all over again. And I feel like a lot of white people don't understand that. I feel like like, they have this idea in their head. A lot of I'm not saying everyone, but a lot mm -hmm. of people who don't believe that white privilege exists have this idea in their head of just work hard and you'll get here. Just work hard and you'll get here. Yes, working hard is good and working towards Mm -hmm. what you want is good and you have to do it. But you have to understand that this has always been a handicap race, babe. No, for real. This is, we have to face racism stereotypes i feel like me personally as a black woman running a business mm. i always feel this pressure in my head to constantly do well because there's always that whole idea that whole stereotype that people want to put like perpetuate onto us that we're lazy that we're yeah, not intelligent that. that we don't go to you like we don't go to school we don't do anything so like yeah. we always have this pressure in our head to be great to be excellent we can't just no, be normal. Real, like go above and beyond and i feel like that makes a lot of black people who own their own businesses mm-hmm. take a lot of shit that they don't need to take. Yeah. Whereas with white people, they have a more like a lot more leverage to just be like mean, to yeah. be assertive, to like you know I know what I deserve, I'm gonna get it. Mm-hmm. Whereas with people who own black You're businesses, aggressive. you have to be a bit different in your approach because people are already gonna have so many internalized biases against exactly. you. Exactly. And even in the makeup industry, I saw a black makeup artist talking about like. Because of these, like, stereotypes about black business owners, a lot of their clients would show up to appointments late. Would think oh, my that, God. Like, you know, that she would just take it because she was a black woman, would be like, hey, sis, like, I'm coming, like, 30 minutes late. Like, is that all calm? Babe, like, don't sis you know me. I mean? Don't sis me, babe. <laughs> don't sis me, babe. Do not sis me. To you. Let me. Let me tell you. I have a few horror stories. Yeah. I have a few horror stories. It hasn't been extreme. Like, I've heard, like, crazy horror stories from people who have been in the beauty industry for, like, 10 years. Yeah. Black women who have been doing makeup for 10 years. But yeah. me personally, like, I hate to say it, but a majority of my um my demographic is black women because I feel like black women... Mm-hmm. I didn't start my business solely, solely saying, I'm closing off every other person and I'm only doing makeup for yeah. black women. And, yeah. I like, I marginalized everybody out. But I understand that we're a group growing up that... I never got anybody to do my makeup perfectly. No one understood my skin tone. Nobody understood my undertone. Nobody understood where I was coming from, you know? Yeah. So I feel like my whole goal is to make sure that our needs are met. Because let's be real, the beauty industry in Australia, they've remained so profitable. Like, they've remained profitable for so long whilst marginalizing us without being inclusive. So why would they open up anytime soon? Like, I am so sick of seeing Kmart ads, mind my language, with black, little black girls with their hair looking disgusting, super ratty, giving, like, no black makeup artist at all, no black hair. Like, it shows that they have no care for it. Yeah. And it shows that they don't want to understand. Like, how hard would it be to call up a black hairstylist and put in some cornrows for her exactly. or call up a black makeup that artist. That understands the curls, that understands Literally. how to work with her hair. Literally. But I feel like that's where 
it plays into tokenism as well because they never want us to be a part of it. They just do it for diversity reasons. They always want black people to be otherized. Like even, so I've modeled Mm -hmm. and even in any shoots that I've been, I'm always the only black woman. Oh my God. I'm always the only, I don't know if I would consider myself plus size, but only the always like chubby. Yep. Yeah. Like chubby, bigger Mm -hmm. person. And it's like, I know and I understand that I'm there as a token. Exactly. But it's like, I can't work against tokenism because I need money. I need exactly. my job. I need to be able to sustain myself. I understand. Which I, is why yeah. it self perpetuates. It's so crazy. But I feel like the way we can combat this is like, I we can look at like Black America as an example. Mm-hmm. BET, Tyler Perry, all these like really successful artists yeah. who are in the creative field yeah like they stopped waiting for white people to put them on they stopped waiting for the executives for the labels to put them they on they started their own labels i feel like open the doors themselves. exactly we need to stop waiting i feel like in australia as like young black creatives we need to stop waiting for a seat at their table and we need for to make real. our own place like we need to make for our real. own institutions and start our own institutions and i feel like we're doing a lot like rhythm has been doing a lot like mm-hmm. Aside from the club shit, but I'm really proud of what they've been doing, like, in the southeast. Mm -hmm. They started, like, this summer school thing where they were, like, DJing young kids and, like, doing activities and stuff like that. Like, that's the type of shit that's going to change our community. Exactly. And, like, that's why I started this podcast because I was, like, I can't keep waiting for people to want to listen to what I want to say. But I'm excited. I'm not going to lie to you. Everyone talks about how Australia is behind in like pop culture and everything. But I feel like Mm. we're just about to pop out and I'm so excited. For real. Because we have so many talented people. But oh my God. We do. But I got sidetracked. So I have like horror stories when it comes to makeup artists. So I had one client in particular and not only was she black, but she was a part of my um, ethnicity as well. So she was was Oromo as well. Mm-hmm. And I don't really blame the client, but I blame, like, you know, the parents and everything because yeah. they, they weren't organized enough. They booked to get their hair straightened, right? Because now, like, yeah. this year, like, I'm trying to tap more into, like, I'm trying to tap into hair as well, like, slowly, right, like, I saw that knowing. thing. I saw your reel with the me- I need to get that for Thank my next you. book break. It looks so good. Thank okay. you. <laughs> so um, I had a, a hair client, right? And mm-hmm. then um, she made a booking, and then she showed up to her booking an hour early now if you are a client and you're booking with a hair or makeup artist right. please understand that showing up an hour early is just as bad as showing up it an doesn't hour help because it does you, not help the case like it does not. to my knowledge you're probably booked out the whole it, day and have exactly out. thank you so why would someone come an hour early exactly like exactly and i was already pissed off. one thing about me like if a client pisses me off I'm going to, like, put on a good face and I'm going to get the service done and I'm going to make sure that I never do you, like, do your face or yeah. your hair again. Because yeah. I take my respect, like, when it comes to my business, I I have this idea in my head of respect yourself and people res- will respect you. Yeah, respect yourself real. and the people who naturally respect you will gravitate towards you and your business, yeah. you know? So she pulled up and then we were straightening her hair. I also do hair with one of my friends. Her name is Britannia. She has a baby. She has a business for hair as well. And mm-hmm. then like we come together, we do hair. We both like make money, you know? Yeah. That us. So we were doing her hair. We were straightening her hair. And then halfway through straightening her hair, her mom barges into the room and she's like, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. We need to go. We need to go. We need to go. Mm-hmm. She's like, your dad well, is in a rush. Your dad. Like a teenager. So the girl was young. And then okay. the mother, yeah, the parents made the booking for her. So I don't blame the child. I'm also blame the parents. 
Yeah. And then after that, me and me and um my friend, we looked at each other and I'm like, what is this, bro? And then mm-hmm. she left halfway through. And then she eh? also asked for her money back. I didn't give any money back. Bro, no. I'm not doing that, babe. I'm sorry. I'm not doing that. That's disrespectful. But yeah, it's just crazy how like, I just thought in my head, like if I was... If I was a hairstylist, a white hairstylist that was in Northland Shopping Centre in Melbourne Central, mm-hmm. would you have done this to me? No, for real. Because the thing is, we've immigrated. We're no longer back in Harare in the slums where you can go to the salon. Exactly. You're peeking with your hairdresser. You can tell her be here at 8, you get there at 10. Yeah. It's not like no. that. Like, treat and our I black like With me, the way I look at it, when it comes to my business, I don't care if you're my cousin, you're my aunt, you're my sister, you're my whatever it is, I'm still going to give you the same treatment I would give any client. And the treatment I give my clients is always going to be A1 because I believe in loyal clients are more valuable than a higher number of clients, you know? No, for real. And it's like if you're going to give your clients that top-notch treatment, Experience, they yeah. give you that treatment as exactly. well. So I feel like it's just crazy how like, as especially being a young girl as well, yeah, I kind of felt sad because, like, wow, how is it that somebody that's in my own community can't even, you know, show me the same respect that they would give to someone no, who is a Caucasian? Building each other up, exactly. Like, that's the whole point of it. Build each other up. Literally, you're supposed to respect each other. You're supposed to build each other up. You're supposed to respect the grind, respect the hustle, mm-hmm. and treat them well so that they can t- continue doing this business. Exactly. But I feel like with me, I don't. I try my best to like let it not discourage me. Because yeah. at the end of the day, this is what I love to do. And it's not going to no, change for, for anybody, you know, just because, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you remember this. I call it Lashgate. But mm-hmm. you remember, like, I think right after lockdown, every single bitch was popping out with a lash business. Oh, my Like, doing God. lashes at home. Doing lashes and at I- home. The lash extensions. Yes. Bro, free swear- my people from the shackles of lash businesses, bro. <laughs> I swear the only thing that stopped them all from being successful was like a lack of support. Like the thing is coming out of lockdown, they were all doing their friends' lashes, their mom's lashes, their Mm -hmm. auntie's lashes. They were taking advantage of you. They did not want to see you succeed. They did not see you as an actual professional. And I feel like that's what it ties with. I feel like a lot of the aspects of running a business as a black woman as well is boundaries, Mm self-respect, and knowing your self-worth. I feel like before you start a business, you need to be a person who's very confident and secure in yourself. And I'm speaking from experience because I have had so many people who were close to me, so many people who were even family members, and they were very upset when they understood that I established boundaries and they would not bend for anybody. No, for real. You know, because I understand, like, I've been doing makeup, like, I've been practicing makeup for six years. Mm -hmm. It's not just something that I just woke up, like doing you know i understand yeah i'm not gonna make money let me exactly like i'm not gonna lower my prices because i know you because i never asked you to buy me any of my products i never asked you to invest in my business i've done this all by myself with god you know for real and that's what being actually self-made is mm -hmm. not miss kylie jenner first female millionaire in history uh i feel like that's bs i'm not gonna lie baby we're not 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 a self-made billionaire you are not not self-made nepotism exists nepotism exists nepo babies Oh my god, you know, yeah. I just I just deep life every day. Like how easy would my life be if I was just a Nepo baby? Bro, for real. I was like, what if I was born as North oh my in god. another life? And mm-hmm. I could just be Kanye's daughter and just make money by existing. Oh my like, god. 
How crazy would that be? Like, you could just never- sneeze and make five million dollars. Bro, sneeze, sell the tissue paper, make three million. Oh, like, oh my god, it's insane! And the fact that Black women and Black female-owned businesses mm-hmm. don't get as much credit as people who get that shit handed to them. Isn't it? You know what I feel like it is? I feel like because we live in a race, we live in an age where I feel like people only support people once a lot of people are supporting them. Once yeah, they have no a crowd of supporters. No, no one cares to- when you're starting out, babe. I'm just gonna no. I'm just gonna keep it a hundred. People who are so close to you will pretend like they are blind. For real. And that's why loyal customers are so important. So like, important. I only know, like, with my lash lady, with my nail lady, I came to them when they were just starting, mm-hmm. and now they're both popping off. Mm-hmm. And it's like, when I first started getting nails done by them, and I would recommend them to my friends, no one would go. And now, all of a sudden, I'm seeing this girl and that girl tagged in her story, this friend, oh, this wow. friend, and I'm like, why were you not there from day one? Like, y'all just want to hop on mm-hmm. when the bandwagon is already there. Like, people are so afraid exactly. to take experience on POC owned businesses, they'd rather go to like so a like a department, yeah. For real. They'd rather Somewhere go. that's established by white people until the train is already there and they feel more secure in oh themselves. Oh god. That's crazy. It's just annoying. It it's pisses crazy. me off because I have an individuality complex. Oh my god. Like, oh my god. <laughs> this is another this is another kind of like story that's similar to that. Yeah. Oh my days. So basically a few years ago I was, like, about to do one of my, like, friend's makeup yeah, for her formal. And then I remember she told me, like, like a few days later, she was like, mm. yeah, you can't do my makeup. And I was like, why? Why can't I do your makeup? And she's like, because mm-hmm. my mom won't let you do my makeup. And I said, uh, why? And uh, she said, it's because, it's because she said that I'm younger than her and that her daughter needs to be better than me. Ah. Uh, the fact that uh, grown women, bro. Bro, What? What? Why would you say that in the first place? Also, why is your mother in your business? That ass. Like that? Like it's your formal, you're in year 11 or 12. Like why mm-hmm. is your mom in your business like that? Mm-hmm. But I swear so to God, I never forgot that. Like I genuinely never forgot that. Like I, I don't know what it was. Like I never, ever forgot that. How like grown people will literally like try and defer you. They will no, try and, and defer that's what's setting back like the African diaspora. It's like mm-hmm. the older generation right mm-hmm. now because the younger kids are trying to pop out mm-hmm. so bad. We're also motivated. We all have, like, we're all so hungry. We mm-hmm. all have this fire, this grind, exactly. this desire to do something. And it's like all of these standards that are being pushed onto us by our elders are what's still holding us back. Yeah. Like that is such a crazy example that this grown ass woman would be like to you, no, 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 settle down. You can't do her makeup. You're too like, young. I'm not, it makes sense. but you know one thing that I love mm. the, the one thing that I love is the fact that when you are I'm not gonna lie to you if you if you want to start a business you yeah. need to be delusional and you need to think you give the <laughs> best service in the world like I, I know everyone says be delusional but genuinely you need to think that you give the best service that you can possibly be like a little bit crazy you too. do you do because and when you when you view yourself highly and you know the worth of your work and you keep pushing yourself you know what I mean mm-hmm. I'm not saying ignorance I'm not saying be ignorant no. or be conceited that's not what I'm saying I'm saying be secure and confident in who you are because you're going to encounter so many people that are going to try and discourage you from doing well right and there's like a fine line between being conceited and being confident yeah. I feel like black women have to walk a bit more than white women mm-hmm. especially in the makeup industry mm-hmm. because if you were not overconfident about the service you provide or what you're not you going to get do, taken seriously people will just not believe you and they won't come to you mm-hmm. like I've seen white makeup artists that do the least do the least on their Instagram like you know what I mean the they're 
isn't feeding the makeup they do isn't even makeuping and they've still got clients exactly it's because at the end of the day it ties back into money connections and privilege it's sad Mm -hmm. but it's true Mm -hmm. talent doesn't take it all the way i wish talent took you all the way but we live in an age where nepotism is a thing babe like it's crazy how beauty standards western beauty standards are made to mimic african culture but then white women won't want african women to do their makeup but it's like <gasps> if you want kim kardashian if you want to look like kim kardashian and kim kardashian looks like us let me do your makeup sis exactly like, what do you mean it's just crazy it's just crazy how you you want our features but you don't want the part of the part of being black that no one wants you don't want the racial profiling you don't want, you know, the racism. You don't want the discrimination. You don't want the Ta-da. stereotypes. You don't, you don't want the barriers. You don't want people underestimating you. You don't want any They're of that. They're so lucky that they get to pick and choose, like, what's convenient. Like, I remember I made a TikTok a few months ago, and it went mm-hmm. viral. And they, like, the age posted it. Mm-hmm. And then the oh, daily, wow. like, all of these newspapers started posting it. Nine news posted it, and it was about, like, I went into Chemist Warehouse and there were no shades for black women. Like, I think the deeper shade they went to oh was, like, God. shades. You know that's still an issue in, in this day and age? How is that it's still, still an issue? Like, I posted that last year and I still walk into the same Chemist Warehouse and it's still an issue. So I posted this TikTok and being like, this is an example of systemic racism. The mm-hmm. fact that people in power believe that there is not a market for black women or exactly. that we are not deserving enough of something as simple as makeup the fact that the only way i have to get my makeup is to go to a high-end store trek my way to mecca or sephora exactly spend the whole bag on a foundation instead oh of ten dollars and let's be real when you're a young girl trying to get into makeup nobody has time to spend 60 80 dollars on a foundation why would i do that when there's maybelline fit me right there and exactly. the only issue is you don't have my shade and all of the comments well firstly there were comments calling me a monkey as always of course but then the rest of the comments were just like first of all chemist warehouse is not a drugstore if you want makeup go to kmart that's not the, that's not the issue that is not the issue and i guarantee you if we go to kmart we won't find anything there either Bro, kmart's even worse the, the, kmart the is worse and the crazy the thing shop- is kmart is already bad as it is on top of that little kids are drilling kmart every single day you want me to go to kmart yeah. Ah, if I go to Kmart, there's already been 10, 15 year olds that have stolen everything off the shelves. Like, there's not going to be anything for me. But here's the thing: I feel like I feel like nah, you're kind of inspiring me to start my own podcast. I'm not even going to lie to you (laughs) because I feel like I have so many remarks and they're just flowing out because I have so many issues in my head that just piss me off on a day to day basis. And for real, and it's because the thing is, there's never a place for Black women to vent safely and just say what they want to say without fear of backlash like even on my own social media if I say something like the other day I had to turn off all my comments and everything because if I say something white people are always jumping on it they have to jump on they have to say something and they feel personally victimized if you say anything that gives them any type (sighs) of responsibility and it's just like relax. Babes, like, babes relax. you have not been a victim. I'm not gonna lie to you. Girl, you're not a victim. Stop you're crying. You're not a victim. You are not a victim. You're either the perpetrator or the victim, babes. You are not the victim. Right. And but I swear, I feel like me personally. I feel yeah. like me, me personally. When it comes to like makeup in the beauty industry, I'm so happy we're talking about this because they will never. Yeah. That, this is why I'm saying they will never include us. We need to start our own. Like we need to start our own institutions and we need to open our own brands because they don't care to be inclusive. They've made money for so long without being inclusive. Literally. Why wouldn't they start now? exactly? And they've also made money for so long while making sure that we're at a loss. You know what I mean? No, literally. I feel like it's like 
I remember, I think I was in year seven or year eight when Fenty Beauty came out. And that was- Bro, Fenty was revolutionary. Bro, it was revolutionary. But now when I think about it, I'm like, for why? Like, that is literally the- bare minimum exactly and he was so excited all of social media it. was shook because she came out with 40 shades we were shook and we waited that long exactly. for something that has been normal for and you know so what's crazy I f- mm. you know what's crazy i feel like the reason why fenty beauty became so successful because she didn't focus on just capitalizing off of what was trending she actually went mm. and targeted a group that was being like surreal like they for we real. were literally like we were like and she given... didn't just do it and release the shades. She made it like a point. Exactly. That, like, people, black people have not been able to find their shades. So I have exactly. done this. In the Fenty campaign was rev- I don't think there will ever be a brand that can top that. I'm, I'm no, waiting no. to see. That was revolutionary. And after Fenty, after Fenty, that's when everything changed. That's when Kylie Jenner started coming out with concealers. That's when, that's when the beauty industry on YouTube collapsed <laughs> the fact that it wasn't even a beauty mogul the fact that it, it had to be a singer to come into Bro, the it had to be a singer it <sighs> had to be and i think that's why it was successful like it wasn't just like a black woman it was someone who was already famous exactly. that already had like a big following like it's so horrible but i feel like if it was just a regular degular regular, wouldn't have been taken that brand, no one wouldn't have taken no one would have taken it seriously exactly no one would have from them so I guess Rihanna has used her influence. Her platform, well. yeah. That's exactly. what I love. She she understood how much power she had. And I feel like that's no, so literally. important. And that's why I'm like, imagine if the Kardashians could do that they for one never. day. They will never. They won't. They will never. They won't because their fame hinges. I feel like with them, it, it just boils down. It's never it's never appreciation. It's more so fetishization. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. It's more, I feel like the whole non-black women getting braids, at the end of the day, if you want your hair to fall out, babe, I can't stop that. Girl. But Girl, you, you need to understand crazy. this whole narrative of we're appreciating black culture needs to stop. This You're whole not. narrative of we're appreciating African culture needs to stop. You're because not. if I ask you where you got those braids or which, which part, which part, I'm sorry. If I ask you which part of Africa these braids originate from, you will not be able to tell know. me. Bro, you would not know. And what kills me, well, actually what happened the other day, the day I came back from... Um, Zim. I used mm-hmm. to work at Nando's and I had this girl that I worked at Nando's with. We mm-hmm. were so close, but then she started getting box braids, this white Lord woman. And I was like, you need to stop or we cannot be friends. <laughs> and she was like, okay, I'll stop. I pulled up to the Nando's to get my food and I see her through the windows wearing box braids. She sees me walk in and she runs to the back. What, runs to what? To, the to take it down? <laughs> no, to hide. To hide. And it's like the whole time you were spreading this narrative to me that you were appreciating my culture. And now I want to... I appreciate it with you but you're going to go run away and hide like it just shows that they know it's wrong and like thinking about the kardashians as well like pulling out the box braids and like even thinking about kylie mm-hmm. when she was in her wig era and how long black women were told their wigs were ratchet exactly and she was, you know what's crazy it. you know what's crazy mm-hmm. everything that black women are bashed for the kardashians are ba- the whole baby mama culture the whole world selling weaves selling lip glosses selling for real weaves. Everything that black women did, they were called, they were called ratchet. They were bashful. But once they do it, it's not a problem. It's fine. And it makes me so sad to think of like their kids, like Stormy and like North, and like they'll grow up one day and be like, "Hmm, why is my white mother wearing box braids?" Like, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Will they actually deep that their mothers made money off of them and their culture? I feel like. like will they do you feel like? I feel like, you know what's crazy? I know this might be crazy to say. I don't, I'm not even trying to speak on people's motherhood and people's kids, but I feel mm-hmm. like, do you feel 
like they procreated with black men because they were they were not able to profit off of black culture to an no, extent 100%. without getting a lot of you know they would get a fuck ton of backlash if they profited off no. of black culture the way they wanted to and if it's they 100%. can't do it their kids will you know no for real 100 percent. and also just business mind like in a business mind way mm-hmm. if you have a black child people black people will be more likely to buy your products exactly like because they feel like you're connected to the culture <sighs> a little bit more lord have mercy it's crazy and it also just links to me like like all of this stuff about um as a beauty standard like being racially ambiguous and being oh mixed and colorism and all of that you know i was talking links- to i remember i saw middle eastern girls talking about mm-hmm. this right there was a yeah. podcast that i was watching and they were talking about how a lot of middle eastern girls get mistaken for being of english and welsh descent you know what i mean Ah. but Ah. we live in an age where a lot of caucasian women who are of english and welsh descent i'm not talking about mediterranean you know i'm talking Mm -hmm. about the british the australians the americans the canadians they pose they pose as racially ambiguous or middle eastern women Mm -hmm. so it's not that middle eastern women look white well i'm not saying white because there are a lot of white middle easterns i'm talking about they don't look english and welsh it's because a lot of English and Welsh descent women, people of English and Welsh descent, have morphed into a lot of ethnic women. Literally, and I've been saying this and I will keep saying this, fake tan is inherently racist. Because tell me seen. why white people can, you know, chuck on their Bondi sands to look a bit darker, but when I go back to Zim and my auntie's popping out her fair and lovely to bleach her skin, there's so much stigma around it. Not Lord, saying bleaching is good. Yeah. But it's, do you know what I mean? Why mm-hmm. is it not considered self-hate when white people try and make themselves darker? Because I feel, like, yeah, I feel like there's this whole idea of as long as you are deemed, you know, white you have no reason to feel insecure everything you do is just an accessory and it's not every action you take where whether it's makeup whether it's hair extensions whether it's shoes whether it's clothes it's not out of the act of self-hate but more so just accessorizing yourself you know and it's just an extension of you but when it comes to us everything we do is in the form of why you wearing weave it's self-hate why you're putting on makeup it's self-hate you don't love yourself like even black women getting lip filler because mm-hmm. Kylie Jenner made black lips popular. It's always your lips were perfect before. Why do you hate yourself? But then a white woman gets lip filler. Oh my God, it suits your face so much. You look so beautiful. Like I'm not going to lie know. to you. The one thing that will always, always have me dying is somebody like a white, a white woman who naturally was born with, you know, thinner lips. Lip filler mm-hmm. will never, whoever gets lip injections, this is no shade. <laughs> Anyone who indulges in cosmetic surgery, this is no shade. I feel like if it's your body, if whatever you want to do, that's up to you. But me 100%. personally, I feel like lip injections will never give, they will never look like natural lips. I'm really? just going to let you know. We're always going to know. Because, bro, you can see them. You can see them migrating down, yeah. up, It's always going to give, it's always going to give puffy balloon. But this is just me, my opinion. Like, the only ones that look cute is, like, you know, when the girly goes for, like, you know, a little point five. Exactly. But the second you do more than that, I can literally see your lip filler move as you're chewing your food. Oh, my God. Like, it's an issue. You and need it's, to- it's even bad. It's even worse when the lip filler is covering your teeth. As in, like, you laugh and I don't see teeth, babe. Yes. When it starts to, like, sag down and be Ooh. droopy. Yes. And, like, and I like imagine kissing someone with lip filler. Like, do you feel... Like the little balls, like do you feel oh my the injury? <laughs> like that's what I've always <laughs> no. Like, can you suck it out? Like, what what is the protocol? Nah, because you know what pisses me off, Mm. 
you know, like as an MUA, everyone always says, oh, can I recreate this look? And they'll pull out a picture of like Kim Kardashian, Kylie Jenner. They'll be yeah. like, overline my lips. I'm just going to say yeah. this now. Lip, like overlining your lips, it doesn't look like you have bigger lips. It just looks like you overlined your lips. For real. Contouring your nose does not look like you have a slimmer nose. It just looks like you contoured your nose. Dead ass. And people always ask me, because I always overline my lips when I do my makeup. Like, mm-hmm. you can see on my Instagram, like, yeah. I always overline my lips. Mm-hmm. And people always ask, like, why do you overline your lips? And I'm like, because I like the way it The looks. look, yeah, the look. If you like the look, then that's up to you. But if you're doing it because you're coming from a place of insecurity, I'm just letting you know lip liner is not revolutionary. It's color. No, because have mm-hmm. you seen that bitch on TikTok that has, like, the thinnest lips and she overlines them? Love. And then she moves to the side and you just see, like, a pancake? yeah. Yeah. That's what it's giving. Like you're not really the, the lips look too day. The the lips look too deep, babe. Bro, you're not fooling anyone. Like at the end of the day, it's lip line and lipstick. It's not magic. It's like, not. It's not. And this is why this is why a lot of people who believe that makeup trends and makeup like getting this whole Bella Hadid face with makeup hacks, you need to let it go and stop getting upset at your MUA because she can't make you look like Kim Kardashian. It's Kim Kardashian has money every single day. Kim Kardashian has money for every Botox single fillers. She wants so does bella hadid mm. like the stuff the bella hadid stuff is like the fox eye like super lifted vibe Whoa. right isn't it crazy like, oh, this is... that's her natural face bro mm-hmm. like that's how she was born well that's the plastic i heard she, she got, got i heard she got cheek and jaw filler if i'm not mistaken mm. and i heard that she got her eyes like clipped back like i saw like a procedure of how that happens bro that looks yeah. like that dead ass looks painful like bro my fenty matchstick is not gonna do that for you i don't know <laughs> how to tell you in other way but this is this is i feel like it boils down to again capitalism people there's always new makeup trends that come out on tiktok how to make your nose more slimmer how to make your face Mm -hmm. more slimmer these things are fleeting not everyone is going to look good with fox eyes you have whatever your natural faces me i believe in enhancing my clients faces their features that are already there i'm not there to change how you look because that would be me saying i think you're ugly and i don't think people are ugly literally you know literally i would never like, do that you need to get rid of the culture that is like if you wear makeup you immediately think you're ugly oh my because god i have so many family members that believe that literally and it's so sad and personally i used to think like that when i was younger like when mm-hmm. i was i don't know like year seven year eight mm-hmm. but that's because all of these insecurities were being fed to me mm-hmm. the second you begin to think for yourself or use makeup as a like a form of self-expression mm-hmm. do it on your ones do exactly. it because you all of that leaves your mind exactly i feel and like then you're with me makeup has always just been art and it's just been fun yeah. you know it doesn't feel like a job it just feels fun but i feel like a lot of the people who do say that makeup, you know, a lot of these grown women, I, I see it in aunties a lot. And it's usually mm. the aunties that can't do makeup to save their lives. Bro, please, please. It's, bro, it is. It's always the eyeliner the pencil for eyebrow oh for me. Oh my God. The eyeliner pencil is, is three products. Like, I feel like, you know how niggas use three-in-one shower gels? That's mm-hmm. how aunties look at eyeliner. it's always a lip liner it's always a brow liner it's always like an it's always an inner water like it's always like a coal liner for your inner water line for real and like i'm ready to hit the town i'm ready to go lord have mercy and don't even talk about the ashy foundation i don't because that's something i want to talk about colorism lord when i went to zim Mm -hmm. i went to a chemist and i was like I'm going to walk in here and there's going to be every shade possible and I'm going to find my dream shade and it's just going to be beautiful. Walked in. Why were there still white shades? Stop. 
Stop. Why? Okay, I didn't see that one. That's that's new. Stop. Why were there still white shades in Africa? And then of yes, in Africa, in in the village, bro. And then when I got to the black shades, mm-hmm. it only went as dark as like my skin color. Mm-hmm. Which was very confusing to me because in Zimbabwe I'm considered light, mm-hmm. so over half of the population is not going to be able to find their shade, and it's like half of Ashi Foundation comes from their internalized colorism, like wanting to look lighter. But then also, there's nothing in the store. Like, there's what are they there. actually supposed to do? Oh my god, it's crazy how you know what's crazy. I remember mm. this one day, yeah, and it was like a day where I had two clients. I just had two clients that day, right? Yeah, and in the morning I had a client that was a, a white woman, right? Yeah, and she was telling me about how just make me as dark as you can. That's what she was oh. telling me. Like she was just making. She was like a very pale woman, and she picked up a foundation shade that was like close to me. And I'm more of like a dark skin woman, right? Ah, oh. and she she picked up a, a foundation color that was dead ass like close to me, and I was in shock. And I was like, maybe that might be a bit too dark. And she's like, I just mm-hmm. don't want to look white. Just don't make me white. And that I actually deeped it. And I was like, wow. And then later on that day, I remember I had I had like a black woman. Yeah. I, mm. She was she was um a Habesha woman, I remember. And then she was telling me about how just don't make me dark. I don't want to be dark. It's so crazy. Like it's actually crazy. I'm never but gonna make you look that... ashy, babe. Bro, never. And it's like the thing with colorism to me is like it kind of makes sense to me for black people to want to look lighter because you'll reap societal yeah, benefits. Yeah, yeah. That's the point. Exactly. Like if you are lighter, if you are closer to whiteness, you're more likely to get a job. Exactly. People respect you more. But white people wanting to look darker, it's okay, so that baffles vain. me. That kind of baffles it's me. It's so vain. Like, and they don't get any backlash for that. And the the reasons why are purely cosmetic. It's purely because of beauty standards. There's nothing deeper to it. Exactly. Do you feel like, do you feel like, you know, I always think, do you feel like colorism will ever end? No. Like, genuinely? Genuinely, I only feel like it'll end, like, when the aliens come and we're all, like, we've all, like, you know, what's the word? We've all bred with each other, so we all look like one race. Yeah. And we're all just, like, racially ambiguous. That is the only time I think it will end. But right now, I don't see in any foreseeable future well what i mean because you just what you just explained is like probably like a good 15 20 000 years from now <laughs> <laughs> because for real it's everywhere we look in every single country there is some type of, of color exactly and if it's not and it's crazy. Colorism, you know what's prejudice. crazy you know if mm. you want to see if you want the epitome of colorism watch those yeah. goddamn smash or pass videos on on, on ah, youtube ah, you have these Atlanta niggas in a YouTube studio lining up like 30 females and 30 niggas talking about, can you give me a 316? Bro, I was in one. So well, I know. Bro, worst, worst. This one, I remember there was this one, right? And then mm. there was this guy, he was like a truth or dare. So he had to pick out a dare, right? And he's like, yeah. rate the females from the most attractive to the least attractive. You already see where this is going. Yeah. Put, and this was a dark skinned male. This was not a no light skinned man. He went and he put all the light-skinned women at the front of the line. And he put the dark-skinned women at the back. I'm dead. Babes, what does your mother look like? Bro, literally, who birthed you? What does your sister look like? Who's milk are you drinking? What is it? Like, bro. And you know what's crazy? A lot of, 
a lot of dark-skinned men this is not even me trying to bash black men i'm not trying to do that mm-hmm. a lot of darks like black men who are on the darker end of the scale they would have experienced racism at some point in their life yet they are so baffled by the idea of it like they don't think it exists really? they just feel really? like black is black but they and don't understand that they perpetuate it and they have experienced it, which is why literally. they gained insecurities and now they perpetuate it. Literally. It's because we are in an era now where being black and being a man is a fetish and people bro, want the that. The dark-skinned nigga fetish is just... Uh, bro. It's criminal! It is. It is, bro. <laughs> and I remember there was this one girl in my health class. There was this, I didn't take health, mm-hmm. but there was this one girl in my friend's health class, right? Mm-hmm. And she was basically... She was a really like a, she was like a top notch fetishizer. Snow bunny. And, yeah, like nah, Middle Eastern kind of yeah, Middle mm-hmm. Eastern kind of. And then um, she basically said to my friend how she wants to marry a dark skinned man because she wants the kids Babies. to be mixed race light skinned children. Yeah, I swear to God. Yeah. And it's like, how do you not know when you're clouding these girls? How do you not know when you're sneaky linking these girls that they're literally using you? Like, they're trying to trap you. And, like, that's what baffles me, too. The beauty standard for black men is literally the bare minimum. Like, just be born and come out with dark skin and I will fight for you. Like, I want you to have my kids. Whereas black women have to go through so many hurdles with their natural skin and with how they are born. And they don't even get the white boys liking them. They don't even get the black boys liking them. Like, there's so much that we have to go through. So I don't get why black men are so desensitized to it and, like, are so, like, racism doesn't exist the more you talk about it the worse you make it like do you know what i mean it's usually there are a lot of like black men that i've seen that are actually well like well like they're well like they have like a a lot of knowledge surrounding the topic right but there are a majority that i have seen that are blind to it kodak black is a good like a good example of being blind to colorism even though you have experienced that at some point in your life yeah like in my experience it's like three out of ten it's just like and the crazy and I, thing is, if you really try to talk to them and ask them, like, what is this whole, like, preference for, like, you know, women of, like, mm-hmm. lighter skin, they will try to talk about how, like, it always ties back to them be bashing a black woman or a woman with, like, mm-hmm. like obviously, like, a dark-skinned woman with maybe, like, a tighter curl pattern, more Afrocentric features. It always mm-hmm. ties back into them bashing them instead for of real. staying on the topic of this is, like, what I like, you know? For real, to me... They always will say dark skin girls are ratchet, pseudo girls are ratchet, oh. girls with hair are ratchet. And it's like, again, what you said, what does your mother look like? And why are you associating being ghetto or being ratchet with blackness? Their mother like, looks like Martin Lawrence, babe. Literally, like, do you not understand how messed up that is? That's crazy. And you know what's crazy? You never mm. ever see white men bashing white women's, like, features. Like, no. they may use them, they may, you know, like, yeah, obviously. They abuse the them, out. abuse them, yell at them, but they will never bash their yeah, features. Yeah, they'll never be like, oh my God, them. look at her hair, look at her nose, look at her skin. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to black men, why is it so normalized for them to turn around and bash dark-skinned women or women with Afrocentric features? I got made fun of from my Afrocentric features was by my black family and oh by my God. My friends. Oh my God. People saying my nose was too big that I got my dad's nose. People saying my my lips were too big, my hair is too thick. But then when I went back recently, Mm -hmm. because I've grown up, I don't know if you've seen this, but like when you were younger, people always made fun of you. Then you grew up and people like, oh my God, you're so beautiful You know what's crazy? You know what's crazy mm. about that? It's crazy how a lot of people that were so like mean to you when you were younger and like made it a point to like make make sure that you hated yourself. When you grow up, they become overly nice. And I feel like, why do you do that? Too much. It's just too because much. Because they realize they're wrong. And it's like... Instead okay, of taking I accountability, should... you want to compensate by being overly nice. Oh, For my. real. 
Like, I went back home. Everyone was calling me yellow-born. Oh. Everyone was calling me light skin. Everyone was calling me colored, which in Zimbabwe, colored people like mixed people. Mm-hmm. And it's like the colorism is so strong that me, a brown skinned woman, is being considered light skin. Lord like, have mercy. I've been that deprived of whiteness that you see me and you see white. Oh my God. And this whole, oh my God, as, a, as an East African woman, like as a, as a mm-hmm. Horner East African woman, they always, this needs to stop because like it's, it's crazy. This whole idea of, the horn of Africans mm-hmm. are not really black. They are Arab. Yeah, and they are Portuguese and there's let's let me make one thing very clear. Every part of Africa, well, there are some parts that haven't been touched by like settlement or European colonialism, but every part of Africa has been either colonized, people have been taken as slaves, or people people's resources have been exploited. Meaning oh, a yeah. lot of European people have passed through that area. A lot of people from the Mediterranean and Middle Eastern people have also passed through that area. Yeah. But why is it that it's only the Horn of Africa that people hold, like, when it comes to colorism, they always, when it comes to, like, saying, oh, they're not even black. They're not even black. Like, they love this whole idea of when they see, like, a woman with a looser curl pattern or, like, a a, Mm -hmm. a slimmer nose, they would use this whole narrative of, they're not even black. They're actually Middle Literally. Eastern. But let's be like, real. Even in West Africa, there has been European colonization and people have Literally. been taken. Look at history. Look at the Atlantic slave trade. But you are not going to them and telling them that they're not black. Bro, for real. And there's a difference, like, depending on the degree of colonization. Yeah. Like, I can go to South Africa and see, like, a Dutch white person. Exactly. Say you're African, but you're not black. That's because South Africa stopped its colonization, like, exactly. 80 years ago. Exactly. If I went up to the top of Africa where their resources were being drained mm-hmm. from the 1800s, of course they're going to have a looser curl pattern. Exactly. Um, like, sorry, women were raped. Yeah. Like, there was, there was no discussion about it. It's not their fault that they don't have stereotypically African features. No, but... And to them lose them, mm-hmm. like, from being black or from being African because of, like, geographical... Like, it doesn't make sense to me. But people like, don't understand... What people don't understand about the Horn of Africa is that they are a lot of like people don't understand that even historically before your um italian settlement before um middle easterns came to um ethiopia and somalia and mm. eritrea historically yeah. like we've had features that were similar to afrocentric but were, like pe- a lot of people have like slimmer noses you will find yeah. like looser curl patterns even though east yeah. africa as a whole is a very diverse place like you will find people mm-hmm. from with afrocentric features with type 4 hair even within yeah. the horn but literally because there's this whole idea of oh they have like slimmer noses or they have like more less afrocentric features than the less of than like the majority of africa they're deemed as less african or they're not really they yeah. their afrocentric features are not credible because they are For closer real. to being eurocentric first and things first like, let's yeah, make one thing very clear life started in where africa exactly Ethiopia. thank you so this whole idea of Oh, Ethiopians and Somalians, Eritreans, we have Eurocentric features. They did it. They got it from us. We didn't get it from them. For real. For real. And the discourse, like the African on African discourse, it has to come from a place of jealousy. Like, just say you want those Eurocentric features. No. And now you're trying to disclude these people because you don't have them. Like, just say that because you're not helping your case. But at the end of the day, I feel like it's not even jealousy. I just feel like it's hurt. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like it's yeah. hurt because when people have been victims of colorism for so long, yeah, 
they're obviously going to look, yeah, like the, it's it's going to take a toll on you. You know what I mean? Because I feel like they, yeah. when I see like a lot of Somali girls, a lot of Ethiopian Ottoman girls, like when they're told yeah. you guys are not black, you guys are melanated. That's that's disrespectful right. towards that's us because it's the dumbest you guys thing. Are melanated. You're black, but like, you're not melanated. I feel like because it kind of discredit. It takes away from the idea that we also literally. get we also experience racism. Literally, I was gonna say, are they not experiencing everything? Racial discrimination. Exactly. Exactly. Are they not going to a store and still not being able to find their shades? Exactly. Are they not having trouble finding jobs because employers don't see them as professional? Mm-hmm. Like the white eye doesn't look at black people and see. They have Eurocentric features. They just see people black. as black, Thank people you. as white. That is like that is the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. Like white people don't have nuance exactly. when they are discriminating against us. And what people don't understand is that this whole idea of the East African woman having like a certain like they think that the Horn of Africa, everyone in the Horn of Africa just has well, well, they basically think we look like Ruby Rose, every single one of us. Mm-hmm. And people yeah. don't understand is that in like a Horn of Africa household, like a Somali household, Oromo household, you can find someone with 40 hair. You can find someone with 3D Literally. hair. You can find Literally. someone with more Afrocentric features. Or you can find it's a dark so diverse. Skin it's so diverse. Yeah. You will find a dark skin with looser curl pattern. You will find a person with a lighter skin tone. With- people are so confused by that. Yeah. Like seeing a light skin with 4 hair or a dark skin with loose hair. Exactly. And I'm like, people don't understand. It's not rocket science. It is not rocket science. So this whole idea of the horn of Africans are mixed. It doesn't make sense because let's be real. Every part of Africa has been touched by European or Middle Eastern mm-hmm. or Mediterranean colonialism. Remember, Africa exists, guys. Eighteen nineties, all of Africa was cut up. Dutch Thank people, you. French Thank people. you. The borders like, we have are not even our borders. For real, we didn't draw that up, and that's why there's so much civil war. Exactly. Like, people don't understand when other people come into the a country borders, and draw especially up borders. the borders of my country, the borders of Ethiopia. They were not made by us. They were made by mm-hmm. Europeans. Like, obviously, conflict is going to ensue because exactly. you've broken so many groups. Yes. People up. It's insane. Oh, my God. It, this whole topic just gets me so riled up. <laughs> my my hands are literally in a fist. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just crazy. <laughs> like, I'm so mad right now. Oh, my God. But, yeah, this is, this is the reality, though. This is the reality that we can't true. escape. And it's like, how do we even move forward? Because the fact of the matter is, like, we're talking about the beauty industry, but the mm-hmm. beauty industry stems into so many things that are, like, bigger than us, exactly. which is what exactly. scares me. Mm-hmm. Like, how can racism have such an impact? On every on part life? of our lives. Literally every single aspect of our lives. And, like, the fact is that the beauty industry defines black womanhood. Like, every black girl that is born mm-hmm. from now on will be affected by that will be affected by the decisions the kardashians make exactly. will be affected do you know what i exactly. mean like it's insane that people and like brands still refuse to take accountability for it like i feel like they don't fully deep like how much of an impact that their i guess their way of like going about business mm-hmm. can impact people in the day-to-day and i their, feel their like actions. they do know that that's the thing I feel like they know and I feel like they understand that bad publicity is still publicity. I don't want to, like, I don't want to think they know because I want to believe the world is inherently good. But I feel you're like right. they're not like, oblivious to it. Up. I feel like they're not people, oblivious. Yeah. People will still know that they are doing wrong and still keep going. They're, I feel like they're, yeah. I feel like they're very aware of what's going on. 
No, that's true. Because, like, even when I think back to, like, old YouTube era mm-hmm. when, like, Jeffree Star was, like, talking to a black woman was, like, let me throw acid on your face, bitch, to make oh you lighter. Oh, my his brand deals oh my god or him starting his brand oh my god let's like talk, i feel like since we're on the topic let's talk about cancel culture mm-hmm, let's mm-hmm. Talk about, how do you feel about cancel culture i feel oh i feel ambivalent to what i feel like some people do deserve to be canceled like truly mm-hmm. but then there's some instances like for example jordan woods getting canceled that with Tristan and shit. chloe going online talking about some you ruined my it's- family <laughs> literally it's because you're a black woman that's why they hated on you so Mm. hard like i feel like when you look at the types of people that get cancelled when it's a poc the cancelling is so strong then when it's a white person they'll be cancelled for a few months pop back out again and everyone's like okay they've james charles their platform mr james child mr child predator molester mr whatever the bro i think has gotten cancelled about six times but i feel like when it comes to cancel culture I feel like the reason why it's such a big deal now is because do you remember back in the day when mm. social media wasn't as big? I'm talking about like back, back, back. We were kids back then. Mm. And people who were celebrities were usually people who were not really as close to us. Like influencing wasn't a thing. So it wasn't yeah. like easily accessible to see people's lives that close up and close. You know what I mean? For real. I feel yeah. like when people were like, I, it was either like actors, singers, you know, people, models, those were the people who were celebrities. But I feel like we're in this day and age where influencers and, like, social media influencing has gone, it's just risen up so much. And I feel like when people see these people like Jada Wada, Ari, when people see all these influencers, right, and you see their Mm. lives, like, you see their lives in all this, like, glitz and glamour, you forget that they're actual human beings just like you. No, for real. And you, I feel like the problem is that, Mm. like, People pedestalize these people and forget that they're human beings that make mistakes. Because the second you put someone on a pedestal, you put them somewhere higher and they make a mistake, they've got to fall all the way down to the ground. Exactly. Like, it's just physics. I didn't do maths, but that's physics. Like, I know how it works. Thank you. It's defying the laws. Literally, like, so you cannot expect once you've given someone all of these praise, all of these accolades, all of this power, like the Kardashians, for example, we've given them so Mm. much power over our industry, so much power over the way we perceive ourselves. Mm -hmm. If one of them messes up, if one of them makes a mistake, the way they're going to fall is crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. I feel like when you pedestalize people, because let's be real, social media is very surface, like surface level shit. Like you just Mm -hmm. see the pretty things. And when people see people with like, a lavish lifestyle, good clothes, good body, pretty face, they automatically associate it with good morale, you know? Yeah. And I feel like people forget that they are just like you. A couple years ago, they were just like you, and they probably still are just like you. The only thing different is a follow count. Mm-hmm. that's the literally the only thing different a follow count and a probably like a bank account statement. <laughs> For real. But people forget that Ariana Fletcher is just like you. She's a human being. Don't get so shocked when she does something wrong. Mm-hmm. And I just wish, like, cancel culture to me would be calm if the standards were the same for black women and white women. Yeah. But they are so obviously not. Exactly. Like, we are, as, like, a social media entity, as people who view these influences and, like, celebrities, we are so obviously biased exactly. towards people of color and black people that cancel culture doesn't have a point because we're not using it fairly. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I feel it's like... So- I feel like cancel culture, I'm not going to lie to you. 
I feel like when mm. it comes to cancel culture, in a way, publicity, people use it as like, I feel like a publicity stunt. Because no, you, can, you can profit off of negative and public and, and positive um, publicity mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Publicity is publicity. Yeah. You know? The internet can't tell the difference. But, like the second you get hype, you've got hype. Deadass. But I feel like when it comes to like back to the whole topic of like pedestalization, when you pedestalize people, this person didn't tell you that they have good morale. Even though they are keeping mm-hmm. up this lifestyle, you don't really know what's going on behind closed doors. You know, mm-hmm. you just assumed it. But when you pedestalize people, not only does it affect them, but it also affects you. You know what I mean? No. When you pedestalize no. someone, you also like in your head, you feel like you need to live up to that. No, that's so you true. You know what I mean? And when you feel like you need to live up to that, that also tortures you because you don't know what's happening behind closed doors when it comes to like this person's body. If they're having like tech, like difficulties with their surgeries and stuff, all you see is that pretty body that's probably face tuned. Literally, you know. It's so like unrealistic. It's so like, unrealistic. I feel like it's so unrealistic to the point where people are just like, I have to believe this. I like, especially been. because social media, like for us, mm-hmm. social media started coming up when we were young. Yeah. Like I feel like it would be different if I was 40 years old and then Instagram was made. I would be like, Oh yeah, this bitch is fake. Yeah, I true. was young when Instagram came up. I'm not gonna lie. I saw these people. And I was like, oh, that looks so real. Like, I need to look like that. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? And people don't clarify because they don't need to clarify because they're making money off it. No, literally. Like, did you see the Michaela Naguera thing? Oh, my thing God, yeah, with the her? lashes. Bruh. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. The crazy part is apparently that mascara sold out mm. after that. No way. I swear. Apparently that L'Oreal mascara made sales. No way. So she did the thing. That she got canceled, but publicity she did which is exactly what we're talking about. Exactly. Like she got cancelled, but she did the thing. And I know if it was like Jackie Ina who did that, Neg- or like did like some sort of promo like that, bro, she would have no career. Yeah, there. Over. Over. Nothing. No career after that. Nothing. Like it's insane to me. It's just crazy. Like it's just crazy. And you know the the crazier part is that like, isn't it crazy how people can be positive, people can mind their business, but the people who are negative and play into like negative publicity make so much more money they reap so much benefits mm-hmm. off of it mm-hmm. like oh the days of like tea room shade room oh my god and now we've got what do we have now the instagram account which one, which shade one room. Is it? the shade room yeah the shade i'm room. not gonna lie to like, you i wonder how life was before like i wonder how life would be before <laughs> social media it would have been so much more simple like okay this sounds so fake work but like not having my phone has been like so deep to me right now because I've just been like damn like this is probably how people used to live their lives like I went to the city the other day and mm-hmm. I was looking at the map on the train like who does that oh my god like, literally <laughs> you just need to open your phone and look at google maps babe. bro I was looking at the map on the train I was looking at the map on the street lamps being like I need to get to this street oh my like, god it's insane but the thing is mm-hmm. I don't doubt that even without social media mm-hmm shit with beauty would have still been the same yeah, because even when you like read like old stuff before like, even social media it was magazines babe people were eating Literally. eating up those magazines for real like even reading like old old stuff like 18th century type of stuff mm-hmm. black bodies are still fetishized and black features were still fetishized oh God. like just in a different way yeah exactly like, it's just crazy it's it would have still happened mm-hmm. It's just crazy to me. But I feel like, you know, the way, like, the route social media is taking, I'm not going to mm. lie to you, it kind of scares me. It's evil. Because the way, t- let's take TikTok, for example. TikTok was mm-hmm. a dance app when it first started, right? 
for real. And now it's so it's so different from that now. That's crazy. TikTok now, I don't even know how to describe it. I was on it like an hour ago, but (laughs) and isn't it insane that like little kids are on there just scrolling? Like what makes me scared about TikTok is that it's unregulated. You don't get to choose what you see. Exactly. and you see it you don't search stuff up and be like i want to watch this right now oh my days that's that's the crazy part you just keep scrolling through your fyp you just absorb anything like isn't it crazy that a lot of this stuff that we spent like all this time talking about is probably subconscious like you know back in the day they pick up a magazine and be like i want to read vogue i want to read l exactly now with tiktok we don't even get to choose what sort of media we can it's just fed to us Literally, like, I don't choose my For You page. They choose it for me. I don't get to choose if I see black women on there or if I see people of color. Like, obviously, like, it kind of has an idea of what you like. Exactly, But you don't actually get to make that personal choice. No, I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like social media, even though we don't really, I feel like it's a scary place. Not, it, not, is very it is a scary place, but the whole idea of social media just scares the hell out of me. The fact that people can you have, have to access. use social media and not let social media use exactly. you. Like, that's I feel like thing. when it comes to me, my main goal with social media is to help my business grow. I feel like social mm-hmm. media can be a blessing if you are like starting or running a business or a podcast. No, for Because real. it will get you out there and it will help you get clientele like a lot quicker than like Literally. other ways, you know, if social media wasn't involved. But I oh, feel imagine. in that aspect, I feel like it, it's been a blessing. Because that's how, yeah. like, most of my clients have, have, like, booked me. But no, for real. in other ways, I feel like it just scares the hell out of me. No, I'm scared for my kids to be on social media. Like, I don't want to be, like, a helicopter parent. Oh but God. I feel helicopter like I'm going to have to be. I feel like every every child who grew up, I didn't grow up with helicopter parents. Like, my, my mom's, like, very, she's very chill. And she's, like, very understanding. But yeah. I feel like children who grew up with helicopter parents, they always ended up being the most rebellious kids, bro. No, that's true. Like, I swear to God. <laughs> They, they are wiling out right now. I bro. swear. They they and they're always the best liars. They are. It's insane. Like, did you go to acting school? Like they can lie on their feet, babe. They can. Pathological. They lie to breathe. Lord. And I've met men like that, bro. Zim men like that. They <laughs> lie to breathe. It's a blame the helicopter <laughs> parents. Bro, that ass. Blame the helicopter well, parents. I guess I wanna end this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, just talking about what do you wanna see in the makeup industry? Like what do I in want to the, see? In well, like, what do you want to see as a makeup artist, as a business owner? What do you feel for like you need? For myself or just for, like, the whole industry? I guess for yourself. Let's start with that. In the foreseeable future? Like, yeah, I really want, I really want, obviously, I want my business to grow. I want, mm-hmm. I want my platform to expand. I really want to start, like, my, my website. That's, like, mm-hmm. one of, that was, like, that's, like, one of my biggest goals. Yeah. I really, really, really want to travel for work out of state. Inshallah, hopefully that happens. Sydney bound. That would that would be fun as hell. But I feel like for the beauty industry, I just want more black people to support each other and put each other on, so we can build our own institutions and stop waiting for other people to put each other on. And I feel like we need to start respecting each other the way we would respect non-black people when it comes to their businesses. I feel like we need to understand that people have boundaries, and we need to respect everybody's boundaries. We need to stop this whole african timing thing please stop yes please please just be on time guys. just be on please. time because this whole africa i feel like that's an excuse to just show up late no it is an excuse at this point like it was funny for a little bit and now it's getting me mad it's not funny it, like right now it's not funny anymore before it was funny it's like not funny guys 
please, when you're going, if you're late to an appointment, just be real with them and be like, I got stuck in traffic or something. Don't be like African timing. Like, Thank you. It's just annoying. Thank you. Because it's- that's going to play, that's going to, then it's going to reflect on all of us, babe. Don't say African Literally. timing, babe. Who's we? Right. <laughs> because it's not specific they're not saying nigerian timing exactly timing. They're just like african so we're all getting impacted thank Please. you i'm on time and I guess <laughs> what I don't see. Include me. <laughs> but what else do i want to see um i want to see more black people like making it like starting you know what i want to see i want to see mm. black people starting like beauty cons like conventions yeah. where like a bunch of black people come together and they all, yeah. all hire out like a big warehouse or like a big like a big like um venue and they all have like little yeah. little pop up stores. Like I want to see a little bit of white exclusion. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I want to. See... <laughs> you want to get your look back, bro? For real, in the best way possible. Oh I would God. love to see a convention like you know where there's girls braiding hair, oh like you know, like all mm-hmm. these black businesses coming together. We can and do doing it. Their... Like we can do it. We can. And I want to stop being surprised by stuff like that. Like I want to stop being surprised walking into Sephora and seeing promo of a black woman. Do oh, you know what I mean? Oh my god! I want to stop being surprised seeing black women advertising things. Yeah. Seeing black. Models. Like I would love to see beauty conventions. I would love to see fashion conventions mm-hmm. for a lot of black creators. Like just come together. Um, like just come together. Start your GCs. Get to know each literally. other. Network. Because I feel like if you come together, you can't mm-hmm. be excluded anymore because you already have your exactly. own institution. And I feel like because we've had to work so hard, mm-hmm. there's a lot of competition within the industry between black creatives. Mm-hmm. I don't want us to have that anymore. It needs like, to stop. Like it needs to stop. Real. It needs to stop. We would go so much further if we work together. Because exactly. that's what the white people have been doing. That, and it's working very well for them. Very. They've been working together for years. Take a, <laughs> take a look at European colonialism. <laughs> for real. They went everywhere. They went we just everywhere. The same, but with makeup. Exactly. With, in, in our creative way. We don't kill slaughter exactly. and, you know, indoctrinate. We don't do that. We don't need to colonize any countries, but we can find a way to make exactly. it work. Exactly. Um, what else do I want to see? I want to see- hold on a second. My earphone fell out. <laughs> what? Um, what else do I want to see? I want to see. Other than that, what else do I want to see? I want to see more TV presenters that are black. Ooh, hmm. yeah. And I want to see more black um content creators as well. And I'm not talking about like yeah. Of course, I would love to see more Instagram creatives. I want to see like actual like actual presenters on social media like not yeah. even on like channel seven or channel nine because they don't want to stay anyway it's it's, no, it's been clear they don't want to stay and it's like if they do have you there girl you're in the sunken place mm. get out babes get out like i swear get if i've ever seen a black person on that tv i can see blink their eyes blink twice <laughs> blink twice if you need help sis because i'm here i'm here but like people like um flex mm-hmm. so inspiring mm-hmm. Um, who else? What's her name? She has like that satirical show on TikTok in America. Um, who is she called? What is she called? Do you know what, who I'm talking about? Who? Her name's like Issa Rae. Yes, Issa Rae. Oh, oh Insecure. Yes. Oh yes, my yes. god, I've heard about that show. I haven't watched it though. Yeah, but yeah, I w- I would love to see more like black. You know what I want to see? I want to see oh, a YouTube. Beautiful. I want to mm. see a YouTube talk show that is hosted. By black creatives i would love that i want to see that i want to see more black creatives coming together like me personally i feel like my goal this year one of my goals this year is to network more and to get to know mm-hmm. a lot of people more like a lot more creatives because we're in melbourne this yeah. is where everyone comes to network and this grow is where it's at. yeah so i feel like a lot of black creatives right now that are like really killing it right now i feel like kwami 
Mm. Um, the, I don't know if the designer is a girl or a boy, but I went to their fashion show a while back, and the the clothes were amazing. The whole fashion show was so well thought out. They are yeah. they, when it comes to fashion, they are they are creative geniuses. They are creative yeah. geniuses. And I remember their show had like jollof rice. Like it, it was <gasps> so good. Don't call me. And I'm also Baby Glam Beauty. That's another um. That's another hairstylist yeah. in Melbourne as well. There are so many like Baby people Glam. on the beauty like you. so many people yasko beauty like if i need okay. me if i need beauty like i'm gonna <laughs> plug everyone because i, I want to see i want to see my people on top i want to see everyone the description mm-hmm. because for real coco we do need to see coco complexions as well another talented yeah. um sudanese woman another makeup artist i just i want to see more of us like popping out this year even though they try yeah, to bring really. us down we will not stay down literally doing the damn thing mm. winning like making a name exactly. for ourselves that's what we need to do to change this industry but yeah, what do you wanna what are your hopes for this year when it comes to like the black like community and the industry what are your hopes for yourself i don't know because i'm not in like i'm not a makeup artist i'm not in a particular industry mm-hmm. so let's just say social media mm-hmm. general your wise. podcast i just yeah podcast tiktok instagram i just never want to feel like i'm not allowed to speak mm-hmm. i never want to feel like i'm trapped in a box mm-hmm. I never want to feel like, oh, I can't do this because I'm a black woman and people will think this type of way. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so sick of being stuck in that train of thought. I feel like it's so... The victim like, the mentality, vi- yeah. Exactly. I don't want to keep... Like, obviously, I'm a victim, mm-hmm. but I don't want to let that Affect stop me you, from doing yeah. what I want to do. Exactly. I want to find a way to use it as fuel, to use it as power. And to, to speak on your experiences, yeah because that's the only way you're going to win Mm -hmm. like in a white loving society in a whitewashed society in the western world the only way that you can people don't realize that australia is probably Mm. even though we don't have extreme forms of racism here even though they are like police brutality even it's not like america but we our racism is like it's subtle but it's everywhere it's like it's like in the culture exactly because so much of australian culture is built around denigrating indigenous people and then by black people are dragged Mm -hmm. down and it's just so horrible and i feel like people outside australia don't get it i feel like the only if you come to australia and you're not from here one way to pre-racism would be more so to look at our institutions look at our schools Mm -hmm. look at the beauty industry look at the fashion have y'all ever seen a black principal thank you ever thank you never have you ever seen a black teacher period i went to a private islamic school that was predominantly east african so yeah I that is so but the, the crazy part is that there was like maybe one black teacher and he was like Eritrean. For real? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, the only black teachers I've had have been light skinned. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Lord. Stuff like that. No, for real. Like, look at our institutions and you'll see. Because at least in America, there's some type of reparations that they're trying to do. Like, there are black universities, mm-hmm. there are black principals, there are black teachers, there are black business owners, black, you know, yeah. makeup. Businesses. Exactly. And I feel like, um, as a, me personally, I would love to move to a different country, like when I'm older and stuff, just to like make my business grow and reach that next level. But I feel Mm. like I have this like urge where I like, I'm like, I need to stay. I can't desert Melbourne. Like I need to put my roots down. Yeah, for real. I feel that too. Because I'm like, we've got so far to go. Exactly. If I leave, I don't know what's going to happen. America is well and truly like when it comes to like the black um, culture there, it's already established, you know? No, would, I, would I like I go there or would I establish like would I grow my culture here like you know it's kind of, yeah. that's where I'm conflicted but yeah but anyway 
It was so amazing talking to you. I love speaking we to like, you. We were like, let's do a little 40-minute episode. We've spoken for so long. I'm when, so happy. We had so much fun. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> it's so I was nervous at first because I'm like, oh, my God, what if, like, the conversation doesn't flow? What if I, like, stutter or something? But this was so fun. It's so calm, so easy. I love podcasts. I need to actually level up. I want to, like, get a studio. I'm working on that. Oh, my God, get but one. For now, Bro, for real, I'm so excited. It's gonna be decorated. Deadass. Post your TikTok. Uh, post your um yeah. podcast on TikToks. <laughs> Decorating my studio. Um, but it was so nice to talk it to you. Nice talking to you too. Um, do you want to plug yourself one more time? All right, thank you. Um, my Instagram is Ifani Beauty. I F A N I Beauty. Um, TikTok Ifani Beauty. Um. Email is ifanibeauty one 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 at gmail.com. I'm taking bookings right now. So please hit me up if you want your hair and makeup done. Thank you. Period. Thank you.